Hello, my name is Maddie, and I will be your in your charms instructor. This is charms class, Into the Charms Year One. So, I'm gonna go over the syllabus first. Lesson one is Introduction, History, and Ancient Fossi. Your spells we'll be learning is Lumos and Nox. Lesson two is accessing your power and you'll be learning flight charms lesson three is wand properties and movements you'll learn alohomora and repero lesson four is the spoken word incantations and your spells are incendio and locomotor lesson five the importance of concentration lumos lem and lumos numerosa lesson six applying your will when guardian loviosa and estrictus Lesson 7, Static and Dynamic Spells, Defendos and Spongify. 8 is Putting It All Together, um, Fossilo and Infrigido. And Lesson 9 is your yearly review and final exam, and you will not be learning any new spells. I do require that myself and my assistants, as well as your fellow students, are treated with respect. I absolutely will not tolerate any rude or negative behavior towards anyone. Anyone found treating anyone else with disrespect will be dealt with accordingly. You have been warned. Charms Journal You will be responsible for keeping a journal of your progress in Charms class. This journal is meant to be a record of your thoughts and observations during class and while you practice the charms we have presented. Each lesson, lessons 1 and 9, are optional. You need to write at least 2-5 to five paragraphs of information for your journal, with each paragraph amount amounting to at least five sentences. This means that each lesson should have at least ten sentences about it. Please follow these directions closely as assignments that do not will not receive credit. Lesson three will be your first journal turn-in, where you will hand in your entries for lesson two and lesson three, and lesson one if you choose to do, it, do for it. This week, as part of your assignment, you will need to tell us what you'll be doing for your journal. More information is noted in the assignment. While this journal is optional work and hence marks extra credit, we strongly recommend that you complete it to solidify your understanding of Charms class, Charms work. Required reading. There will be no required reading for this course. You are welcome to read any supplementary texts that you like, but none will be required to, t to pass this class. Please keep in mind that these lessons should be referenced for assignments or any supplemental material. Now that we've gotten that in, out of the way, let's go for the introduction. Think of Charms class as introduction to spell casting in general. Even the most accomplished of witches and wizards had to start somewhere. This year we will cover the basics of spell casting, including importance of pronouncing pronouncing a spell correctly, and practicing wand movements, as well as casting basic charms. We will touch on the basics of wand lore, such as why we need a wand for proper spell casting, what, what wands are typically made of, and why it is important to properly care for them. We will also discuss the various components that may be required to successfully cast certain spells. Today we will be discussing the origin of modern-day spellcasting practices, as well as the laws you need to be aware of when using magic. I'll be leaving all the juicy historical bits for your history of magic classes, but it is important for you to understand how modern magic can come about 
and what laws you need to follow at all times, lest you find yourself being interrogated by the mystery of magic. Brief History and Essential Laws In ancient times, magic was practiced much more openly and freely than it is today. In ancient Greece and Egypt, witches and, wi and wizards were held in high regard. They used magic to protect and protect many ancient tombs, and even today, curse breakers working for Gringotts, attempting to retrieve the treasures from within, though not necessarily without loss of limb. The first instances of dedicated wand-making lies in with the Ollivander family, who have been making wands since 382 BCE. While wands of various design had been crafted before this, the Ollivander family is one of the first, and certainly the longest, to have practiced the, the craft. Before there was a standard practice and process for wand crafting, there was also a fear that a wand might fail at a critical moment, or worse, explode. Beginning around 1000 CE, the wizarding world became separating from muggles, and for approximately 400 years, from 1000 CE to around 1400 CE, was ruled by the Council of Warlocks. In the 1400s, various magical governments were established based on ethic ethnic and cultural values, as well as location. We see this even today with, with a separate ministry of magic in most countries. Witches and wizards were persecuted throughout the 1600s with such instances as the witch burnings, though these proved ineffective thanks to flame-freezing charms. What is a flame-freezing charm, you may ask? Well, these handy little charms could be cast on the flames, burning a witch to make them do nothing more than tickle the witch in question. She would then writhe in agony, pretending to burn, and voila, she was safe. These problems culminated in the introduction of the International Statue Secrecy in 1689. This international law completed the separation of the two worlds. The law was created to protect the magical and non-magical communities from each other, for when the witch trials began to wane, witches and wizards were seeking revenge on the muggles who tried to oppress them. Magic was being used willy-nilly to hurt, trick, and confuse muggles, and, sometime, and something had to be done. Each government became responsible for hiding all evidence of magical activity within their borders, including the magical flora and fauna, plants and animals of the wizarding world. It's important to note that, while the law was signed in 1689, it took a further three years before it was officially established by all governments internationally. However, many governments did not recognize did recognize it in the in interim. Over the centuries, magic has become the stuff of legend for muggles. Documented now only in fairy tale and stories, many of the muggles' contemporary literature is full of encounters with witches, witches and wizards, dragons, pixies, and and many other kind of magic that they dismiss as well dreams or hallucination. You must remember, though, that the Majority of Muggles' stories are rooted in fact. Most are eyewitnesses accounts. Most are eyewitness accounts of Muggles seeing magic done that have been changed over time. Of course, whenever an incident is too long to, is too big to ignore, or there is too much evidence it is true magic or not trickery, the Ministry will send in the Accidental Magic Reversal Squad sort things out, usually through memory modification. There is another important law that all of you should remember. 
Anyone under the age of 17 falls within the guidelines of the Decree for the Reasonable Restriction of Underage Sorcery, established in 1875. Basically, no student is allowed to practice magic outside of school. Now, there are a few ex exceptions, such as the case when your life or the life of a fellow witch, wizard, or muggle is at stake. An example of this would be Harry Potter casting a Patronus in front of his cousin in order to save them from dementors. However, I caution you to practice prudence. Attempts to circumvent the law and lie will only result in a greater punishment handed down by the Ministry of Magic. Remember, you are all under the effects of the trace until you are until you turn 17, and any magic you pre perform while not at Hogwarts or Hogsmeade or in an exception zone will Im be immediately detected. Now, the Ministry is able to distinguish between muggles and magic magical homes where the trace is concerned. In a magical home, adults will be the, will be casting magic, so casting underage magic will not be detected as easily. The ministry also relies on the parents of these children to discipline them. However, in a muggle home, no one except the underage party would be using magic. But wait, why was Harry Potter charmed when Dobby cast the hover charm? This is because the ministry can determine where the magic is coming from, but not necessarily who cast it. Therefore, all magic is all magic used in his in this home is considered to be cast by the underage witch or wizard and must be illegal. The discovery of wands, as you can imagine, magic was not always formally taught or controlled. The sort of uncontrolled bursts of magic that young magical folk are prone to were the norm several millennia ago before wizards and witches were able to focus and control their powers. Those with only a weak affinity for magic were able to lead relatively normal lives, but others caused great destruction. Some of their actions were noticeable enough to become muggle mythology. Primitive tools like crystals, crude wands, made a little more than a hippogriff wing feather wrapped around a stick and metal rods are all allowed some to exert a level of control over the magic. Instead of randomly causing something to vanish when they were angry, they could instead make it happen by using their focusing item. Eventually, the most effective of Fosse, the modern word, was created. Foki. Fosse. A wooden shaft containing a core from a powerful magical creature, the wand allows us to focus and channel our power to achieve the desired result. These wands are much more advanced and focused, focused than predecessors. Now, witches and wizards can spend less time worrying that their wand will explode and more time experimenting experimenting with different spells and gestures. You will be learning the culmination of centuries of knowledge and experimentation in this class, the ability to turn your will, your desire, into reality, and to shape your magic and send it into the world. Over the next few weeks, I'd like you to think about our history and what led us to where we are today, and how it relates to what we are learning here in class. One lighting and one extinguishing charms. We will end today with a small talk about a simple but very useful charm, the one lighting charm. As the name implies, this simple spell will allow you to illuminate the tip of your wand. It is one of the easiest spells to master, useful whenever you need light, and makes some makes for some good spellcasting practice. 
Now, the first known use of the one-lining charm was in the 18th century, despite how easy it is to use. Magical historians credit Lavina Monk Stanley, a Ministry of Magic employee, for its invention. It was first demonstrated in 1772 when Miss Monk Stanley had dropped her quill on the ground and used the spell to find it. It uses far, its uses far exceed simply lighting the tip of your wand. It can provide an easy and endless source of amusement for young witches and wizards who usually enjoy watching the color change. In the mystery of magic, it makes for a safe and easy method for casting a vote. It can even be used to repel incorporeal threats such as the guy trash, a vicious spectral hound, and other malevolent spirits. Now, onto the casting. The one lighting charm. Incantation is Lumos. Pronunciation, Lumos. One movement. Single counterclockwise loop. Willpower. Low determines the color of the light. Concentration. Low lighting up the top of your wand. You should keep the wand movement in mind and don't put too much willpower or mental push into the spell or the tip of your wand will turn scarlet. Too little and it will be a pearly white. You should aim for a nice light yellow, which indicates sufficient effort. Of course, circumstances may call for a weaker or stronger light. Since the magic for the wand lighting charm never leaves the tip of your wand, the flow of magical energy does not need to be consciously maintained. However, please keep in mind that if you let go of your wand while this charm is in effect, the light will go out. Very advanced magical practitioners may still be able to see their wands, but this is not an easy task. No text describing the wand lighting charm would be complete without its equally simply simple counter, the wand extinguishing charm. This spell has a singular purpose, and that is to counter the wand lighting charm. It is a personal charm, which means that it only works for your own wand or the wand you happen to be holding should, should it be lit. The one extinguishing charm. Incantation, Nox. Pronounced Nox. One movement, flick of the wand. Willpower, none. Concentration, none. The one extinguishing charm can be quickly cast and its effect is immediate. There is no harm or, back, uh, or backlash, making it as safe as the charm it counters. Now, on to your assignment for today. You have a small introduction, extra credit assignment, as well as a quiz to complete today. Thank you for all your wonderful effort, and I look forward to seeing you in the next class. Here is your quiz from Charms Lesson 1, Year 1. Approximately, when did various countries form their own magical governments? 1000 CE, 100 CE, 400 CE, 1400 CE, or 42 CE. True or false, the first use of the wand lighting charm was in 1772. How long has Mr. Alvander's family been in business? 1912 CE, 462 CE, 382 CE, 823 BCE, 246 CE. Which of the following is not a use of the wand lighting charm? Entertainment, provide light, Extinguish light, repel dark creatures.
According to the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery, how old do you have to be to be before you can practice magical magic outside of school or other designated areas? 16, 17, 18, 19, or 65. The International Statue of Secrecy was introduced in what year? 1669, 1679, 1689, 1699, or 1709. True or false, a lot of concentration is needed to light your wand. True or false, all modern wands contain, de- contain as their core material some part of a ma- powerful magical creature. What are the incantations for the wand lighting and wand extinction charms? Larum and Nix, Lumos and Nox, Luminax, Lumos and Nex. Which of the following is the target color for the wand lighting charm? Scarlet, white, orange, or yellow? <laughs>